What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Clippers podcast. As always, on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your solo host, Positive Chuck Mockler. Bit of a quick rundown today. We had some news about Kyrie Irving. Going to recap some of the preseason games that happened. For sure going to preview the Lakers-Clippers game that is going down tomorrow night. And then, as always, it is Love, Mary Kill. Probably won't be as good with someone else here to not bounce ideas off of, but that's coming up right now. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, yesterday, Kyrie Irving verbally committed to staying in Boston. Um, he said, I would like to resign if you'll have me. My initial response when I first saw this was, oh, so he's for sure not going to resign. Um, I've, I feel like the distrust between players and fans is at an all-time high right now, given the Jimmy Butler stuff. Everything's going kind of wonky. Now that I'm, you know, now that I've kind of had time to sit with it, I do think he will actually sign there. He seems like he really enjoys that organization. Uh, their team is obviously stacked for however many remaining years, and they all work well together. Depending how much time they can get from Horford, they might need another big guy. But that kind of leads into Kyrie apparently kind of trying to recruit Anthony Davis to the Celtics. I was thinking about Kyrie, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward, and my head just started to hurt. Um, those are guys who can, though, that lineup could beat anybody in the NBA. So pretty uh, pretty astonishing what the Celtics have kind of crafted. I think they'll probably end up re-signing Kyrie. He seems to like it there. Boston is kind of a, you know, it's a big sports city, but it's kind of a low-key city in the grand scheme of things. I think Kyrie likes it. He can kind of do his own thing there. Um, it's funny, one of the things Durant mentions about liking Oakland is that he can just walk around and do his thing. But you're uh, seven feet tall, Kevin Durant. Everyone knows who you are. And you're probably also arguing with people who you think cut in line at the post office. Um, Celtics are looking good. They look dangerous. Kyrie's going to be there for the future. Apparently, he's not going to be going to New York. There's all these rumors that New York is going to get Kyrie and Durant. I actually think they might end up getting Durant because he might want to prove people wrong. About what? Who knows? But Kyrie definitely seems like he's staying in Boston for the remaining future. Good for Boston. Good for Kyrie. He's been doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, ever since he apologized, actually, for the flat earth thing, I think Kyrie might be one of my favorite NBA players. He does a lot of work um, with social justice causes. Uh, he puts out a lot of really cool colorways for men's and women's size shoes. Like I just like the, the all-inclusiveness that Kyrie kind of goes with. Bad scientific thoughts aside. Um... Let's get into some preseason scores that happened yesterday. The 76ers beat the Mavericks 120-114. to 114. This game was all about J.J. Redick. Uh, he had 25 points, uh, shooting 9 of 9, and uh, going 6 of 6 from beyond the arc. That is amazing. We miss J.J. here in L.A. I think J.J. on the current Clippers squad would really push us over the edge and make us a playoff team. But get your money. Play with this really exciting young team. I get it. No animosity there. Embiid had 22 and 10. Simmons 9, 10 and 9, and some fantastic defense on Luka Doncic for six seconds as the clip is circulating Instagram right now. And Fultz with a classic two and seven. Um, I watched a little bit of the highlights. Fultz's shot still looked, you know, 90% of the way there. It wasn't really, you know, I don't think there's too much cause for concern mechanics-wise on Marco Fultz's shot after this game. But, uh, I mean, Simmons with the near triple-double, he's looking good. I didn't watch this game, so I didn't see if he took any uh, three-point shots. Let's just assume he didn't because NBA Twitter isn't talking about it. So, Embiid already kind of in, I don't want to say mid-season form, but god dang does he look good. He, The 76ers are going to be such a problem this year. Uh, Lord help whoever has to be the 6th, 7th, and 8th seed in the East. That's not going to be a fun first round. 
Moving over to the Mavericks side, a little more pertinent given the Western Conference connection. Dennis Smith had 20 on 8 of 16 shooting, went 3 of 6 from 3. Luka Doncic had 11 points, 0 for 4 from 3, which is kind of disconcerting. 3 assists and 3 steals. I think his assists probably would have been higher had his teammates uh, been prepared. They were playing with Serge Majri at the center, which no one ever wants to do. Um, I think he's still probably the last guy picked at the gym. Uh, at the YMCA. But Doncic, uh, 0 for 4 from 3 is not encouraging. You know, it was a preseason game. They were playing with a lot of intensity based on all the highlights I saw. He got locked up by Ben Simmons at one point. But there's worse people to get locked up by uh, than the reigning rookie of the year and apparent, uh, you know, number 2 to LeBron in terms of a guy who can do it all. The big takeaway from this game, I think, was how much freedom Dennis Smith is going to have now with Doncic as the primary ball handler. Uh, 3 of 6 from 3 is great. Uh, super efficient game for him shooting. Well, not super efficient. Shot 50%, which is always nice. Um, but that is going to be a really fun one-two to watch. They're going to put a lot of people on notice. If DeAndre can stay healthy, if some of their other guys can kind of keep up with how quickly I think Doncic is going to learn and settle into this game uh, at this level, they'll be a really good, you know, really good team for where they are, I should say. Dennis Smith seems poised to make that sophomore jump that everyone likes to talk about as being the big litmus test for if you're going to be a good player or not. So I hope they do well. That's a really entertaining duo to watch. But what do you guys think about Doncic being number 77, pro or against? I guess I'm pro because he's European. I don't know. It just seems like it fits. Oh, man. More Western Conference preseason action. The Lakers beat the Kings 128-123. to Uh... Close game for the Kings, you know, that's uh, good for them, it's preseason. De'Aaron Fox played really well, he had 18 and uh, 18 points, 5 assists, hit a couple of threes, and his shot looked uh, very mechanically sound, if he, he's going to be a deadly uh, point guard if he can combine this, get his outside shot working a little more, a little more reliable, a little more, you know, put people on notice with his speed, he's going to be able to get around anyone, uh, I'm a huge De'Aaron Fox guy. I think he's really great. The only thing with speed guys is that, you know, one or two injuries can kind of take away a big facet of their game, but he also looks smart. And the fact that he's worked on his outside shooting in the offseason shows that he wants to get better and add new things to his game. Um, Marvin Bagley had 19 and 10 in 32 minutes, looking like he's going to be a solid pick. Might end up averaging a double-double his rookie year. Who knows? Um, they ran some more normal rotations this game, which was good. I didn't see any news about like an all-center lineup or anything goofy like that. But he healed, came away with 16 points. Uh, him and De'Aaron have a kind of a cool one-two thing going on. Zero assists, which is kind of troubling. You'd think that'd be a little bit higher. I'm hoping, uh, or I'm assuming during the season that'll shoot up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it'll be, I hope, I hope Bagley plays this many minutes during the regular season. He's a really interesting player. Um, 19 and 10 and 32 minutes. Can't be too mad at that. On the Lakers side of the ball, a little more to talk about here. Biggest story was uh, Brandon Ingram, 31 points, going 10 for 15. I saw that he had 31 points, and I had assumed I was like, oh man, how many? Probably took a larger amount of shots, maybe a preseason amount of shots, if you will. I was wrong. Uh, 10 of 15 for 31. I don't care who you are. That's a great stat line. Just another quick reminder that Brandon Ingram is all of 21 years old. Um, truly terrifying to think about. Him and LeBron on the same team. LeBron showered him with praise after. Ingram is in such a good position to take his game to, I mean, I don't really know what the ceiling is at this point with LeBron being his teacher. Um, Ingram has more length than LeBron, obviously not as big, but he's got more length. There's that clip people have been uh, passing around of him blocking those inbounds 
passes three times and then getting the steal. Some of that has to be on the guy who was inbounding the ball. That's just bad on his part. But still, impressive from Ingram. He's looking to absolutely skyrocket this year in terms of ability. I'm really excited to see how LeBron can take him under his wing and kind of mold him into a player he can kind of be. You know, he's kind of reminiscent of Durant with how skinny he is and how good he is at shooting. Uh, It's just a really, you know, it's kind of terrifying to think about the Lakers. They're in this really cool position where they have budding young talent and then older guys who are a bit goofy and funny, but who enjoy teaching uh, the ways, you know, of how to survive in the NBA. And then you have, you know, the best basketball player of all time, LeBron James, also teaching those guys how to just be better players. Josh Hart had 17 on 4 of 9 for shooting. Just another great young guy. I think he should maybe be in this conversation with Kuz and all these guys. Um, The young legs on this Lakers team are really looking to make the playoffs this year and I guess prove everyone wrong, which is pretty scary. Lance Stevenson, after his usual antics of dancing and stuff after passes. There's been a... So Lance, he hasn't played... You know, he's played in kind of some smaller markets over his career and it's getting, you know, he's under a bigger microscope here, and he has past domestic abuse issues. Uh, he was allegedly pushed one of his girlfriends down the stairs. I'm curious to see if those are going to come to the light now that he's in L.A. It's a much bigger city than he's played in before. It's a much, you know, the stigma with L.A., uh, where SJWs, I guess, most people think. But just interesting to keep note of. Um, I'm wondering, I've always kind of been surprised that the backlash on that hasn't been greater, or at least more vocal. So that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to keep an eye on if you're like me and you keep an eye on those things. Um, Coming up, we're going to be doing a a game preview about the Clippers versus Lakers. Uh, But right now, yeah, right now, let's talk about the the Clippers and Lakers game. Actually, I'm going to do Love, Mary Kill after this. Really stumbled through this. I apologize. So the Clippers play the Lakers in Anaheim. Um, which sucks. Why, why, why would you have two LA teams play in Anaheim? That sucks. Um, I can't make it to the game because it's in Anaheim. Um, but this is going to be, I wish this kind of happened maybe earlier in the preseason so we could see some of those classic, like, you know, like the lineups that Doc ran in the game against the Sydney Kings. Um, the 10, the 10 man rotation would be cool to see. Doc has already said uh, Milos isn't going to play. He's not practicing. Doc said he's pretty close to being back. I'm kind of I'm more worried about this shroud of mystery that is Milos's hamstring. All these injuries do not bode well for him actually getting playing time during the season. At this point, I kind of hope he doesn't, and we maybe move on from Milos. We have so many guards. We have so many guys who've been playing well. Ty Wallace looked so dang good uh, in the last game. So Milos isn't playing. Will he ever play? I have absolutely no idea. Luke and Mute. Uh, also out with an undisclosed leg injury. Doc said it is not serious. Big shout out to jo- Jovan Buha for all these reports from training camp. Fantastic reporter. Um, Doc is going to rest, you know, another veteran or two other than Milos and Luke in the final uh, three games for the Clippers. It seems like Patrick Beverly is going to be a candidate for rest just after how hard he's been playing against the Sydney Kings uh, and the Timberwolves. He's not going to want to be rested, but I'm kind of okay with resting him. He's in midseason form already. He's playing with a ton of intensity. He's getting in guys' faces. But again, because of last year and the injuries, maybe we'll let him kind of do his thing and just motivate people for this game. Other guys who I think might get rested, I hope Gortat gets rested because I want to see Trez, Delgado, and Motley out there more. Um, that would be, that's really just kind of what I want to, I think we all want to see that. Delgado looked really good. 
Um, looked a little more composed than Motley, which was interesting. Um, a guy to pay attention to this next game against the Lakers is going to be Mike Scott. I'm waiting for him to kind of have, not a statement game, I guess, in the preseason, but a game where we kind of start to see what he can really bring to the table for the Clippers in terms of outside scoring. He played horrendously, excuse me, against the Wolves. Um, I believe he had zero points. He had open looks. They just weren't going in. So maybe now that he's gotten some more playing time, he can get some rhythm down and Wright can start to see some buckets actually going in and see why he's on the squad. Jerome is a guy we all want to see bounce back after how he played. It's going to be really cool to see him going up against um, the point guards of uh, the Lakers. I'm not really sure who the Lakers are going to rest. I'm. Let's go ahead and say LeBron probably won't play too many minutes. Um, he's been playing like 18 or 20 each game. But it would be cool to see LeBron going up against some of our fours. You know, I think LeBron versus Gallo really wouldn't that be be that much fun uh, for us Clippers fans to watch, given how um, <clears throat> Gallo kind of struggles on defense, let's just say. But this is going to be a fantastic litmus test for a lot of the young guys. Um, again, I think running Trez at the five is just going to happen. Um, going up against the Lakers' depleted, you know, second unit at center. Mo Wagner's still out. I think we're probably, Boban's going to feast down low, just like he did against the Wolves, um, which will be cool. I'm not sure. I think Josh Hart might be able to cook us. Lance Stevenson might be playing well. Um, Ingram is, I mean, man, I really hope they play Ingram a lot. I hope we kind of play our threes and fours in the matchup with him to see if we can get a look of what that's going to be like during the regular season. Ingram against Tobias. I think Tobias can maybe stop him. All of our guys, uh, way more than Ingram, I think pretty obviously. So they're going to try and body him up, I would assume. It didn't seem like it was working yesterday. You know, 10 for 15 with 31. Anything you're doing isn't working at that point against that guy. He's just feeling it. So that's going to be, it's going to be a good game. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't really care who wins given it's preseason. I would like to see the Clippers get this fat dub. But, you know, I guess my prediction is I think, I actually think the Lakers are going to pull away on this one. They seem to be really feeling themselves lately. Clippers are playing very well. Um, absolutely destroyed the Wolves. But I think Doc's going to mess with some rotations this game. I mentioned it yesterday. I really want to see the lineup of, uh, Patrick Beverly, who may or may not play, uh, Shea at the two, Toby, Gallo, and Trez. That's a lineup that I think can run with most teams in the Western Conference. You know, maybe your Golden States, your Houston Rockets aside. So I hope we see a lot of that. Avery Bradley is, he's not slated to not play, but he's also not explicitly slated to play, uh, if you can follow my convoluted wording right there. I hope we get to see some time. I was kind of bummed I didn't get to see him playing against the Wolves. I really want, I really look forward to seeing how he plays against some of these longer guys and these more athletic guys for the Lakers. JaVel McGee versus Boban, that's a matchup I think uh, the internet really just wants to see, so hopefully we'll get that down. Um, shout out to anyone who's going to make their way down to Anaheim for the game. Um, I'm going to try and make it to the last couple of Clippers games. We're playing Hakma Bibi, I believe, and then I can't remember the other one. Anyway, my prediction for the score, I'm going to actually say Lakers, uh, 116 Clippers, buck 10. So fairly close. I was so off on my, uh, <laughs> on my prediction for the Wolves game, but I actually think the Lakers are going to be better than the Wolves this year. Um, the Wolves just have no defense. I don't know what they're doing. It's very discombobulated. 
who knows? Oh, man. All right, after the break, we're going to be doing some Love, Mary Kill. So today's uh, Love, Mary Kill is just going to be performances from the preseason up to this point. Uh, God, I cannot wait for the season to start, so we have things to really talk about. Here's a performance I'm absolutely loving so far. It's Trez versus the Wolves. I got two words about this performance. Finger guns. Anytime someone's doing finger guns to the opposing team's bench as you're cackling and running past them, I love it. Uh, I absolutely love it. I think that's the intensity we need. I can't imagine what Trez is going to be like in the game tomorrow night. I hope he's jawing at people. He played in the Drew League a ton during this summer, so I'm sure he's seen a couple of these guys. I know Kuzma played in the Drew League. He made his debut. There's a very funny video. I don't think anyone came out to watch him play. Um, no disrespect to Kuz. It's just kind of funny. Um... Oh, a note, a quick note about Kyle Kuzma. He and LeBron switched lockers in the Los Angeles Lakers locker room, and people are losing their minds. I don't understand why people think that there's such a significance with the locker switching. Uh, Ingram, Brandon Ingram at one point had Kobe's locker, and everyone said, oh, it's the passing of the torch. No, it's not. It's a locker. These guys, it's not high school. I don't think these guys care about their locker too much. Channing Fry took LeBron James's locker in Cleveland, so I guess that's safe to say that he is the new LeBron. Um, the media love for the Lakers is at an all-time high. Truly, truly, truly feels like we're fans of a small market team as uh, the Clippers contingency, but I kind of like it that way. Uh, you know, we're underdogs, we're going to battle, we don't care about our lockers. Also, Jerome doesn't even have a locker right now. There's too many guys on the team uh, for Jerome to have a locker, so let's hope they get that figured out. Um, we still got to cut two guys anyway. Uh, that's I could go on forever about that. Oh, man. Preseason performance I would marry to get back to the point I was trying to make. Patrick Beverly versus the Sydney Kings. First game of the year. He's slapping the floor. He's running everywhere. Defensive pressure just through the roof. That's one that I absolutely want to marry. Uh, that's real love right there from day one. Really getting after it. He carried it over against the Wolves. He was jawing with D. Rose. He had steals. Uh, active hands in the passing lane, which apparently is something I'm now realizing is my favorite thing to talk about on this podcast. Um, I like the, you know, how it disrupts things like that. That's the, uh, that's the performance I would marry. And the performance I would kill is either, uh, there's actually two kills this week. It is Mike Scott versus the Wolves or Jerome versus the Wolves. That was very disappointing. Mike Scott got brought in to hit shots and he didn't do that at all against the Wolves. Um, stroke looked a little rusty. Not too concerning because he is a veteran, so he can get back into that rhythm. But uh, we hope he can get some more points, or some points, I should say, because any points would be more points against the Lakers tomorrow. And then, you know, Jerome against the Wolves, that was disappointing. The only positive, I guess I could say, what he really was getting after it, uh, you want to see guys, I guess you'd rather see guys trying to do too much than guys who are doing too little, just to see that that fire is there. That uh, Those are the ones that I would kill. Really hoping they pull it out tomorrow just to start. Um, you know, we got two more preseason games, I think, after this Lakers game. The team is looking, you know, they looked good in the first game. They looked great against the Wolves. This game against the Lakers, I think we're going to have to really keep an eye on our defense. There is a chance we could just get run around depending on what the lineups are. But this does seem to be a game where Doc can really tinker with some rotations. You might see some goofy stuff, which I'm all for. I love a good goofy lineup. So let's hope we get that W. Uh, let's hope Mike Scott and Jerome can actually hit some shots. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, I myself, I'm going to try and watch the game. If not, I will catch you guys back on Monday 
This has been the Locked On Clippers podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I have been positive Chuck Mockler. Have a great weekend, everybody.